What's up guys, Jeff Cavalier, AthleteNext.com. Today we're taking another trip to the graveyard here, not the iron graveyard, because you see there's no iron involved here. We're talking about the worst bodyweight exercises ever. So maybe we'll call this the calisthenics crypt. The fact is guys, these exercises aren't good. I'm gonna break down for you why, but more importantly as always, I'm not gonna leave you hanging. I'm gonna show you what to do instead. So with that said, let's get this list kicked off with our first exercise. All right, right off the bat, let's talk about a common tricep exercise, the bench dip. The reason why we do this exercise is because it allows us to get that long head of the triceps into its fully contracted position. If we can get the elbow straight and importantly, at or behind our body, then we can more fully contract the triceps. That's great. However, at what expense to your shoulder? You can see here as Jesse, of course I named him to do the bad versions of all these exercises. When he goes down to the bottom here, he's putting a lot of stress on that anterior shoulder capsule. The head of the humerus literally gets thrown forward into that capsule, creating some extra stretch, which is not something we want when it's there to provide stability in the first place. So what we can do is if you insist on doing this, you want to make sure you do this all important change in hand position. And that is you don't have your fingers face forward, you turn them out like this. And at the same time, you open up the chest and externally rotate the shoulders. By simply doing that, you're allowing yourself to create more room and a better shoulder position on the exercise. But we don't have to do this exercise. We can do this exercise instead. This is the Cobra push-up. And what it provides us is the same opportunity to get our elbow fully straightened and to get that arm back or at the level of the torso because that will give us that fully contracted long head of the triceps. Without undergoing any of the stresses that come from performing the bench dip, we've got a better option. Exercise number two makes the list because it's only a hair more difficult than what I'm doing right now, and that is laying on my ass doing pretty much nothing. You see, if you follow my channel for any length of time, you realize I'm not really a big fan of the plank. Why? Because it really is an underwhelming, under-delivering exercise because it simply doesn't provide enough challenge for those doing it trying to strengthen their core. Look, if the world record holder can maintain a plank for more than eight hours, likely it's not challenging enough for you. And when you realize that what it does is it oftentimes reinforces some of the postural muscle imbalances we've already developed, it kind of doesn't really make sense that we continue to do it, especially for long durations. So what you would do is a whole bunch of things. As a matter of fact, I made a whole video devoted to some of the things you can do that would replace this exercise without compromising the underdevelopment of the muscles that we really need to work on, and that's on the backside posterior chain. I'll link that video for you at the end of this video, but the bottom line is there's much better ways for you to utilize your time when you're trying to train your core, and this just ain't one of them. Exercise number three is actually not even an exercise, but more of a stretch. But it's the hamstring stretch that doesn't really stretch the hamstring. You see, you probably see people doing this all the time. But the fact is, it's biomechanically flawed, because what you're doing is you're putting yourself into a posterior pelvic tilt which is taking all the stretch off of the hamstring and throwing it more onto the mid-back and the low back like you see here. You see, if you want to do this right, you got to understand that to get the hamstring stretched, you want to be in more of an anterior pelvic tilt versus posterior pelvic tilt. Why? We break out Raymond to show you exactly what the problem is. The hamstrings will attach from the pelvis down here past the knee. And we can see that if the pelvis is rolled back this way, then all it's going to do is put this hamstring more on slack get it closer to its insertion point. If we want to make this more taut, what we do is we take the pelvis and we flip it this way. So as the pelvis goes up and forward, it places more of a stretch on the hamstring. Well, we can do that by simply making that tweak 
like Jesse's making here, but trying to sit up as tall as possible. Instead of directing the force and leaning forward and down, you try to reach straight out so you can stay in that anterior tilt and still get that tension on that fully straightened knee. Or you could do what I'm doing here. And this I think is superior because number one, you're standing, which is always a good idea if you're trying to have it transfer over to what you're going to be doing when you're on your feet. But more importantly, you're able to easily get that leg out in front of you and really get into that anterior pelvic tilt and maintain it. And it gives you the wall as a target to try to move directly towards. In other words, pushing your chest directly towards the wall. Now look, you're not going to get that far, but you are going to feel a much greater stretch on the hamstring. And isn't that what this is all about in the first place? You guys didn't think I'd actually be doing this shit with 19 concussions, did you? Now look, even Jesse's not crazy enough to attempt the next exercise here, and it's the neck bridge. Now look, I get it, a lot of wrestlers have used this very exercise to build massive necks, but it doesn't mean that they didn't turn their necks into massive pieces of shit in terms of the quality of their cervical discs and spine in the process, because this is an absolute crusher. If you look at the biomechanics of it, you can see it right away. We're getting an unbelievable amount of compression directed down through that cervical spine by simply getting into position to start the exercise. And then when you factor in whether you're going forward or backward, the amount of shear that gets thrown in on top of that is simply a recipe for disaster. And remember guys, you only get one cervical spine in your lifetime. It really is your job to protect it. So what can we do instead? Well, we have some options, albeit a little bit less cool looking, but it doesn't matter. We're still able to strengthen the muscles in our neck simply by using, in this case, isometrics if we want to stick to bodyweight options. You take a towel, you put it over your head, and you resist yourself into flexion, and you resist yourself into extension. The good thing about isometrics is the amount of force that you apply is one that can increase as the strength in your neck improves itself. So we can actually allow ourselves to progressively overload with more force directed from our hands as we get stronger. Again, you only get one of these. The best thing you can do is make sure you don't screw it up. Why? 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 I mean, do we even have to talk about this one? Look, if you want to take arguably the greatest bodyweight exercise ever, the pull-up, and turn it into that, a monkey fucking a football, then you're really losing out on what this exercise was intended to deliver in the first place. And that is serious gains for those that are actually going to do it right. Look, all you got to do is go straight up and straight down. It's hard enough, I promise. If you need to make it any harder, you can certainly strap some weight around your waist like I'm doing here, but it's not that complicated to do. You want to pull your body straight up until your chin is up over the bar. You want to lower yourself back down until your arms are straight. If you do this, I promise you gains will be had. But what that does is it maybe gets you up to some laughs. This next move is actually one of those flexibility and mobility drills again, and it's called the scorpion. And it's another one that you should never do again. Why? You see, the people that do it argue that it's great for increasing mobility of the spine. The problem is that you don't want mobility through your entire spine. You see, the lumbar spine is designed to be stable. You get your mobility from below, through the hip, but when you do this exercise, you can see that you're deriving most of that rotation from the lumbar spine and actually forcing it to do something that it doesn't want to do in the first place. And when you do that, you create issues. You see, that area of your spine is designed to only rotate about two degrees, either right or left. Going any more than that is starting to invite problems, particularly in your discs. What we want to do instead is just shift where we're trying to get our mobility from. Rotation's great. 
but we want to get it a little higher from the thoracic spine. And all we have to do is just shift what we're trying to keep steady throughout the exercise. You see, if you look at this version, I'm trying to keep my hips as level as I can throughout the movement. All that rotation is coming from the upper body. I'm trying to get my shoulders and arms opened up and rotated back as far as I can. If you go back and look at what Jesse was doing, he's actually trying to keep his arms and upper body in contact with the ground while he creates as much rotation from below. The exact opposite of what it is you're trying to do. If you want your spine to be more mobile, great. Just don't do it this way. Well, this one might come as common sense because as soon as you see it, you're going to say to yourself, what the hell is that and why would anybody do it? But the fact of the matter is people actually still do this. This is called a sissy squat. And they're going to argue that you get a tremendous stretch in your quads and it helps you to develop massive quads in the process. Guys, forget this exercise. There are so many things wrong with it that I don't even know where to start. But of course, I will. Now let's talk about the obvious. You're probably saying your knees are not supposed to go over your toes like that. And I would actually slightly disagree. Your knees can go over your toes, particularly when you squat. And I made a whole video about why it's actually biomechanically necessary to perform a squat to proper depth. But that doesn't mean that this much knee travel is something you should desire. Because in addition to getting your knees way too far out over your toes, you're inviting something else because of the position of the rest of your body. And that is the hips. By throwing the hips into extension here, you're placing a further stretch on the rectus and the quad itself from the top. So yes, you do get that stretch that they talk about, but in the process you're throwing all that stress onto the quadriceps tendon and the patellar tendon, which leaves it in a state of disarray if you do too many of these. As a matter of fact, you can screw your patellar tendon up with just one set of this exercise, let alone day after day, workout after workout. So what you'd want to do if you're looking for a bodyweight option is simply switch to something like this, which is just a pistol squat or a modified pistol squat. What we're getting here, all importantly, is a change in what's happening at the hip. The knee certainly isn't going as far over the toe as it was in the sissy squat, but more importantly, you're getting flexion at the hip as you go down into a traditional squat. And the flexion takes away some of that overloaded stretch on the quadriceps tendon down to the patellar tendon. So you don't get that type of stress on your knee. If the pull-up is the king of all bodyweight exercises, then the push-up has to come in a close second. And for no other reason, then there are more repetitions performed of that exercise than there are any other when it comes to bodyweight. But that's the problem with the exercise. You see, people make it way too easy by cheating it at every opportunity. Here's Jesse doing something I call a floor fucker. Now look, this is an obvious way to cheat the exercise. What you're actually doing when you do this is you're trying to trick yourself into thinking that you're actually getting down because you're lowering the lowest part of your body, your pelvis, where you're really not changing how much the upper body moves up and down towards the ground. Again, fooling yourself into thinking you're doing more work than you are. On the other hand, the less obvious but just as important thing you can do wrong on the exercise is cutting short the amount of range of motion as you approach full lockout. Those last two to three inches are the most difficult part of the exercise. You see far too many people doing them like this and far few people doing them like this. And I promise you, as I did in another video, if you just did them like this, whatever number of push-ups you do right now, you'll probably cut it in half. But you'll have half as many excellent quality, actually productive repetitions that you can actually do something with. I don't hate the push-up. It's one of my favorites, but you got to do it right. And so with that, we close the lid on the calisthenics trick and open ourselves up to the all new possibility of gains from the new exercises I showed you. Look, I tell you all the time, guys, it's not just what you do, but how you do it. 
but sometimes it really is just what you're doing. And in this case, I think there's better options. If you're looking for a program that maps out what to do and lets science guide those selections, head over to athletics.com and check out our programs. In the meantime, if you found the video helpful, leave your comments and thumbs up below. Let me know what else you want me to cover. I'll do my best to do that for you. And if you haven't already done so, guys, make sure you click subscribe and turn your notifications so you never miss a new video when we put one out. All right, guys. See you soon.